hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Slipstream. I'm your host, Brent Houston, back on another pretty wonderful day here at the compound in the Hocking Hills of Ohio. It's a little bit sunny, a little bit breezy, and uh, the high is supposed to be very nicely comfortable with a little bit of rain this evening, but then slip sliding away into a beautiful week ahead. So uh, I'm giving up a lot of open source intelligence there. If you want to try to find me again, I'm at the compound in the Hocking Hills. So it's not like it's a big secret, but uh, I always laugh. I got a, a Twitter message this week about uh, people trying to find me uh, via my uh, podcast. Uh, I'm not that difficult, folks. It's it's not that hard. Uh, I don't I don't try to hide that much. But uh, if you're really interested as a as an exercise, I guess uh, go for it. If you hit me up on Twitter or privately, I'd be happy to tell you if you're right or wrong. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, this week on the Slipstream podcast, uh, we're going to talk about another mental model, and this mental model uh, we're going to talk about this week. I refer to as Matt, M-A-T-T, Matt. And essentially, uh, Matt is made up of the three types of currency from three currency theory. That is money, attention, and time. And the fourth letter there, the other T uh, in my model, I think of as turbulence. So you've got money, attention, Time and turbulence. That's what MAT stands for. So, how do I use this mental model? That's sort of the next question. And the way that I do that is I, uh, in order to explain that, I need to step back a second. Every week, uh, across all my businesses and, and all the different research projects that I work on, uh, every week on Sundays, I do a weekly review. And that's literally, it's about 20 to 25 minutes, and I sit down and I look at the week ahead, map out what I need to accomplish this week, set sort of uh, systems in motions, identify what inputs go where and what the expected outputs are. And uh, I'm not much of a goal person, but I'll look at what systems need to, uh, you know, need to be used this week. Uh, in order to get where I want to go. So I suppose they're light goals. Um, And in order to do that, I run through a couple of different processes, and I'll be covering, for the next few weeks, I'll be covering some of these processes that I use. And so uh, one of the first processes I use is I look at each one of the projects and then uh, break that down into tasks. And then I look at each one of the tasks and I try to estimate uh, based on these these four uh, sort of meta variables what the impacts are likely to be uh, on my week ahead. So uh, if I take a project, for example, um, let's say I'm going to write a policy uh, for a client, um, I'm going to look at that and break that project down into a couple of discrete tasks, i.e. I need to do some research, I need to review the documentation that they have now, I need to obtain 
uh, an outline or a template of the uh, policy that I'm going to write. And then I need to actually take their content and my knowledge and write their policy. So that's a great example where I've broken down a project into tasks. And then those tasks, I'm going to look at them and I'm going to try to optimize them against my four variables. So uh, the first one, of course, is money. So I look at uh, optimizing that project uh, first for money and then down to each task. So what I'm looking for here is what are the monetary costs of uh, each, each task. So that could be, um, it could be as simple as looking at something like, like what is the template that I'm going to need for this uh, process? What is that going to cost if I buy it on the open market versus making it from scratch? Uh, that would be an example of optimizing it uh, for money. Um, I might also look at, okay, is this something that I need to do myself or uh, could one of my assistants uh, help me with it? And if that's true, what is that going to cost? So again, I'm just looking at that variable in terms of money. What, what is the best way to optimize not just the project, but each one of the tasks based on that variable? The same goes for attention. So I think of attention as a currency, just like money. Um, that is, I have so much of it every day when I wake up in the morning, I have so much attention. And as I spend my attention on different tasks and projects throughout the day, my attention tends to dwindle. I spend my attention. The only way to get more attention is to sleep. So uh, the next day would get me more attention. So I kind of think that through as well. I optimize those projects and tasks against how much attention they're going to take. Um, and I try to estimate. It could be high, medium, or low, right? Is this something that is going to have a high attention cost, in which case I need to do it, uh, you know, in the morning or on a day when I don't have a lot of other heavy uh, attention tasks? Is it a medium ta attention task? Is it a low attention task? I.e., uh, I just need to review something and make minimal content. That's a low attention uh, task. So, all I'm doing here is looking to break down those tasks so that I can schedule them into my week based on how much attention I have. What I don't want to do is have a bunch of heavy attention tasks happen in one day when I also need heavy attention for meetings. So if I'm going to have a lot of customer interaction or I'm going to be doing a lot of brainstorming, uh, that kind of work, you don't want all of that to happen on the same day because you're going to run into attention deficiency. You'll wear yourself out and the quality of your work goes down. So I try to manage my times and projects and tasks according to my attention. Now, the third currency theory that I optimize for is time. I try to estimate how much time is each project and each task going to take that week. And right off the bat, when I'm on my Sunday uh, time, I do try to, uh, during my weekly review, use time blocking. So, for example, if I have a task uh, that's part of a project that I know is going to take a good solid two hours, I have, I have a good idea of how much attention it's going to take. And I know that my attention's better in the morning. So if this is a heavy attention task and it's going to take two hours, I'll actually schedule that onto my calendar 
in a morning slot because I know it's going to roughly take two hours. I can block out those two hours so I don't have competition for it. And I can do that task in the morning when my attention is highest so that uh, I can pay the heavy attention cost. So those are kind of those three currency theory, money, attention, and time. Um, is a traditional money, uh, or excuse me, is the traditional three currency theory. And I try to think in terms of those and schedule appropriately throughout the week. Now, you might be asking at this point, Brent, that seems like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of work to take your projects and tear them down into tasks and then bounce those tasks against the three currency theory in order to optimize for money, attention, and time. But the payoff is incredibly reduced stress, incredibly reduced uh, sort of fatigue throughout the week, and it makes each day and the week ahead more predictable, a little bit easier to balance workload, and certainly easier to achieve a work-life balance uh, because I can factor in my home life as well. So, uh, for example, if I know that I'm going to uh, be meeting with a couple and their children, um, I'm going to need more attention at that time. So uh, that would be a day where I would schedule light uh, attention tasks, and then that would leave me plenty of attention in the evening to manage that uh, personal interaction. So it really lets me optimize more than just my business life, but also my personal life and all of the resources and do that in a much more stress, uh, stressless way. Now, uh, enter into this the fourth letter, T, turbulence. So in this case, I actually look across my week as I'm doing my weekly review and I'm starting to schedule my projects and tasks and meetings. And in this case, what I'm looking for, I'm examining each day for the level of turbulence that I can expect in that day. And that could be a number of things. For example, I, I'd look at weather. Um, I know that if I am in my Hocking Hills compound home, um, weather can sometimes be a challenge here. If we have really bad storms, that's not a time to do a bunch of recording or be on conference calls because I could have power outages or we could have trees down that require my attention, um, those kinds of things. So I try to schedule that in. So I look ahead at the weather and I say, okay, Wednesday has a high probability of significant storms. So there, I can expect more turbulence on Wednesday uh, than other days. So on that day, I'm going to try to schedule in, again, things that are lower attention, lower time, a little more flexible, maybe things that are asynchronous so that I can manage uh, better the turbulence of the day. Um, the same goes for uh, all kinds of different things that could cause turbulence, whether that's family issues or you know you're going to have to have a stressful uh, conversation with someone, or maybe you know that uh, ahead there's a, a meeting or a couple of days where you're going to be really working hard on a project and you know that that could be pretty bumpy because um, maybe for whatever reason you're not feeling well or you know that this is a particular project where you might get stressed out. So that would be higher turbulence than others. And so I really use this mental model every week, and I use it to manage my day-to-day -day life. Um, and it's, it's always served me very, very well. So how do I apply it? 
I break out these four uh, meta variables that spell out MAT, M-A-T-T, that's money, attention, time, and turbulence, and I apply them in my weekly review session where I'm really looking at all of the projects and meetings I have. I'm breaking out each day. I'm putting my schedule together for the week. Now, turbulence is an odd thing, though, and this is worth repeating. I mean, you can't always predict every week. So when you're sitting on Sunday and you're optimizing your schedule, you're optimizing these tasks and you're optimizing time blocks, um, it, it is important to remain flexible. Uh, there could be customers that uh, suddenly need something, one of your clients, one of your customers, one of the people that you internally support that you didn't foresee. Certainly throughout the week, there are going to be events and incidents and issues that arise that you can't possibly foresee on uh, a day when you may have scheduled uh, some heavy attention costs and it may wear you out. The point is, is that by optimizing your schedule, you reduce the impact of some of those unexpected changes. So good planning has long-term payoff. So if you have any questions about uh, the the MAT uh, mental model or any of the variables in it or the three currency theory, uh, reach out, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at LB Houston on Twitter. Uh, that's at L-B-H-U-S-T-O-N. You can always find me there. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear some of the mental models that you use. Over the next few weeks, we'll explore a few more that I use on a day-to-day basis. Um, and uh, I hope you're enjoying some of this deep dive into systems-based thinking and mental models. I hope they uh, are serving you very, very well. All right. As always, this is a little, uh, I know this has been a little shorter episode than usual, but as always, I appreciate you listening. Hit me up if you have any questions, and thanks for checking out the Slipstream. Until next time, this is Brent Houston, signing off. <laughs>